Hello, and welcome to Interdependent Study, our podcast where we engage in the learning and unlearning work for social justice and collective liberation. I'm Aaron. And if you're Aaron, I'm Damien. Thank you so much for joining us today. That's correct. Very good. <laughs> for those new to our podcast, Interdependent Study is meant to be a space and community for folks who believe in and want to do the work for social justice. Each week, we bring something new to the table and discuss our thoughts and feelings about it through the lenses of who we are and where we can go for a more just society. And we want Interdependent Study to be a space we're always learning with one another. And Damien, you're up this week. So what do you bring into the table today? Yes. So I have brought a couple of articles to the table for us today. Um, it felt important to me and I know to you as well that we talk about some of the recent legislation that has been proposed and passed uh, across the country that is both anti-trans and anti-drag. Um, and all of it is very concerning and dangerous and mm. um, I think really could and, and certainly will have an impact on other states um, across our country and, yep. and on our country as a whole. So the the two pieces that I that I found last week that we both read for today, one is by T Tori Otten. Uh, it was featured in the New Republic, and it's called "Florida GOP's New Anti-Trans Bill is So Extreme It Could Ban Treatment for Breast Cancer." Mm. Uh, and the other is a piece by Manuela Lopez Restrepo and NPR uh, called "The Anti-Drag Bills Sweeping the U.S. Are Straight from History's Playbook." Um, and one of the cool things about both of these pieces, um, if I can say that, uh, is that each of them had really great links to other reporting that's been done about bills and legislation from other states across the country outside of uh, the named states, Tennessee and Florida. Um, so I know we'll certainly talk about those as well, because this is happening in more places than just Florida and Tennessee, unfortunately. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm very excited for us to talk about this today, you know, I think we both, again, felt that this was important. I'm so glad you suggested that we do this. Um, and I want to make sure that folks know what's going on, you mm -hmm. know, uh, across the country with all of this legislation. And, you know, we'll see where we go from here. So, yeah, yeah where do you want to start? Yeah. So first, thanks for, for finding these two articles and bringing them. Yeah. Uh, I know we've talked about this uh, kind of thing before in terms of the anti-trans legislation yes. and, and it being... Uh, unfortunately, like a real trend from the right wing legislature yeah. across the country. Uh, but I think this is it's important for us to continue to talk about it because it continues. Yes. Uh, and so it's not necessarily new, but they seem to be getting more bold. Yes. And what it is they're trying to do. Um, you know, these recent laws banning drag in public spaces and the proposed law in Florida infringe on the way that people can live their lives. Yeah. Just live. Um, yeah or receive care for mm -hmm. who they are mm -hmm. uh, and the ways people can live their in their own truth. Absolutely. Uh, and it's clear that they have no concept of the consequences that will ripple out from these uh, laws that they're proposing and, and that they're passing. Um, you know, the proposal in Florida could outlaw some cancer treatments for breast, ovarian and prostate cancer because treatments for those forms of cancer sometimes require the removal of primary or secondary sex characteristics. Yeah. Um, which this law explicitly outlaws that right um, uh, that procedure, and it's it's ludicrous. It mm -hmm. denies the humanity and experiences of trans folks, and we also know that gender affirming care reduces depression rates in trans kids. Yes, uh, an article mm -hmm. about the benefits of gender affirming care said that a study found that quote nearly seventy percent of participants who started this study with severe depression saw it reduced to the minimal or moderate range after two years of hormone therapy. Wow. 
Uh, and the so, you know, I think that there's all of these ways that gender affirming care is life affirming. Yes. And having it banned by right wing legislators that have no medical training, have no idea what they're doing and have no idea on how it's going to impact the people they represent is ridiculous. Yeah. I think that's what's so <clears throat> awful about all of this for me. Right. And it's this idea that these folks are, are getting to make these laws, draft these laws, pass these laws with really, so really sort of no regard for, you know, humanity, right, and real people. Yeah. I think that was really what stood out to me most about um, reading these pieces, reading more about this legislation, um, like this idea of what it really, what it means for real people, right? The harm it can do to real people. Um, Tori Otten, in her piece in the New Republic called the anti-trans bill in Florida, quote, one of the cruelest in the country, mm -hmm. right? And and that, and that's that's saying a lot, I think, yeah. right? Given sort of what I read about what's happening in other states like Georgia and Tennessee and and, 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 and Texas, and, and Texas, right? Like, but you know, this one being sort of, in her opinion, one of the cruelest in the country. I think, you know, it's it gets to this idea that these this legislation, these bills, you know, have the potential to inflict so much harm on mm -hmm. transgender people, um, and so I, you know, taking that alongside with what's happening in Tennessee and Texas and Georgia. I, I, it, it's just awful. Um, I think what stands out to me, and you sort of alluded to this uh, as being particularly troubling, is this idea that this bill will, in Florida, will ban gender-affirming care for minors and to, sort of taking it a step further will force them to medically detransition, yep. right? And and I kind of had to sit with that for a while, right? And think about like, there's so much harm there for trans folks, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's so much in the way of physical, mental, emotional, physiological sort of work and lived experience and, 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 and you know, internal work that trans people have to go through and do to get to a place where they are ready and able to transition. And the, the totality of the harm involved in having to or being forced to medically detransition, to me, that's just unconscionable, right? To sort of force yeah. upon someone who did all of this work to finally sort of, as you talk about, sort of figure out like who they are, right? And, and to yeah. really sort of live in their truth. Um, mm -hmm. And so it, it, it's, it's hard for me to sort of grapple with this idea that, you know, folks could sit in in um, state capitals and 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 places of power and sort of dream up this legislation yeah you know um and and I think the ways in which this Florida bill in particular is actually limiting to all folks right in terms of their ability to access health care um, and, and prohibit um, allowing folks to identify in the ways that that they are, um, mm -hmm. it's just so awful. Yeah. Yep. Uh, especially if you think about the context of detransitioning, what I just shared, where 70% of uh, participants in a study mm -hmm. had severe depression and due to hormone therapy, they saw that reduced to minimal or moderate range. Yeah. Um, so they go right. Like that is, that is life affirming care. Yes. They are, um, measurably less depressed with hormone therapy. And so taking that away from somebody who is maybe 
in a better place because yeah. of that therapy. I like I I don't understand how that uh, lines up as good practice. It it doesn't. Um, right. I don't understand how it makes any sense because uh, it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't. You know, and the the psychological harm of of being like, oh, I remember where I was before I started this therapy. Yes. And now I'm being told I can't use it anymore. So like what, you know, that's an extra layer before you even get to the place where you have. So it's, so it's yeah. very, uh, yeah, it's unconscionable as yeah. you said. Yeah. Um, and uh, so another piece of this that I think is, it's, it's a bookend, not a bookend. It's another piece of the, of the puzzle of okay. how all these things are happening. Um, it's an added layer mm. uh, is vigilante violence oh. that is paired with these laws. Right-wingers show up at drag, uh, drag events or hospitals um, who administer gender-affirming care and threaten the people there. Yeah. Uh, so I read an article on the New Republic from back in September 2022. It was linked in one of the articles yep. we read. Um, it was called Libs of TikTok and the Rights Embrace of Anti-LGBTQ Violence. Mm. Uh, and so that delves into some of the instances of violent intimidation from people who have been egged on by right-wing propaganda that they hear on social media like Libs of TikTok, um, which is a right-wing account, Yep. Um, if you don't know. Because it doesn't sound that good, way. Good, good, um, good to mention It doesn't that. sound yes. that way. Yes. Uh, right. Um, these folks then show up and, quote, terrorize libraries, schools, hospitals, churches, and other community spaces that are welcoming to queer and trans people. Um, so this has included calling in bomb threats at hospitals uh, that have uh, gender-affirming care, uh, showing up at drag brunches, drag brunches heavily armed and trying to intimidate people out of attending. Um, so all of these added elements of violence are um, another layer yeah. uh, to what's happening in leg legislatures. Um, and it's happening more and more frequently um, as well, it seems. Yeah. So it's another piece of this that I think we have to understand because it's not just happening in legislatures like that right. this rhetoric is being enforced by violence from people on the ground who have been radicalized by social media propaganda um, which is not regulated by the social media companies oh not because at all. it creates clicks it creates views it creates revenues for those companies yeah it's fascinating to me um and really sort of disheartening to see this happen right i didn't click and read that article in particular but i know of that and this idea that folks are sort of radicalized in such a way and sort of um that hatred is mobilized enough in them to do things like calling a bomb threat at a hospital, right? Because of this kind of healthcare is happening there. You know, it, it, I, I don't even know why I'm trying to rationalize this, but this idea that yeah. like, you're so upset about this kind of healthcare that's happening there, like setting that aside for all of them, the other people that are in a hospital at any given time, right? All of the mm -hmm. children that are in a hospital at any given time. I mean, why in the world would you think that that's a good idea or something you should do, right? Um, not to mention sort of showing up at, as you say, drag brunches and sort of, you know, just interfering with people living their lives. Mm -hmm. I just, it. I'm glad you brought that up um, because it is, you're right, it's happening at sort of this, the level of our politics, yep. <laughs> right? But it's also happening in real time where people are, yeah. um, which is just so so scary um, and, and, and sickening in my opinion. Yep. Um, I appreciated that. One of the other things, pieces that I appreciated in particular of the NPR piece, um, I thought it really 
was a comprehensive overview of why some of this, uh, all of this anti-drag legislation in particular in Tennessee is such a big deal, Mm -hmm. right? Um, There are, it highlighted how there are so many reasons why this legislation is just preposterous and unnecessary and really just straight up discriminatory, right? At its core, Um, it's not really about protecting children at all, which is sort of what the, you know, the right wing sort of, that's says how they, that's how they couch it. That's how they couch it, right? Yeah. It's not about that at all. It's yep. it's really about discriminating against and, and criminalizing gender nonconforming people and trans people and and just people <laughs> um, mm-hmm. who are out here trying to live their life and enjoy uh, a show like a drag show, right? And so I think that was such that's such an important piece of this, right? Connected yeah. to what you talked about, what we've been talking about, um, that really thinking about that this being just straight up discriminatory. Um, And so I wanted to sort of bring that out of that NPR piece. One of the other things that stood out to me was just that this legislation is really scary because it's so broad and vague, right? And so, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the piece points out you know, we have to think about what this might mean come June when it's Pride Month later this year um, for folks in Tennessee, right? Like, and how law enforcement will show up to those spaces given what happens at Pride parades, right? And yeah. and who might be affected, who might be targeted. Um, it's 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 really scary to think about. You know, you go to that kind of experience to sort of be free and and live in your humanity and be surrounded by. Um, people like you, all right, mm-hmm. um, or people who are allied with you. Um, and this legislation might um, might uh, harm that experience, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that was in one of the articles, I uh-huh. don't remember which, is that usually legislation in Tennessee goes uh, into, is enacted um, and is enforceable starting in July. Um, and they uh-huh. changed it for this piece so that it started in April uh, so that they can enforce it during Pride Month. I totally miss that. Yeah. That's that. That's just vicious. I mean, yeah. that is just cruelty personified. Yeah. yeah. So. Wow. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, so that's another, that's another piece of this. Um, and now from, from there, I kind of want to zoom out and we've talked about this stuff kind of in the aggregate before, okay. um, but according to trans track legislation, when I pulled the numbers, at least, um, this is a website that's tracking the anti-trans bills across the country. Um, so again, when I pulled the numbers, yeah. 44 states had proposed 387 anti-trans bills in 2023. My goodness. That's it's, this year. It's early April. Yeah. Um, yep. legislatures aren't like, they don't start work on July, January 1st. Right. Right. Either. So there's, that's not, it, it's not as much time even as it seems like it is, no. even though it's a short amount of time, it's even less than that short amount of time, um, actually is. Uh, and that's, it's absurd. That's an absurd number um, sickening, from really. people who don't want to believe that trans people exist or who do believe that they exist and they want to be cruel. The cruelty is the point sometimes yeah. as well. Um, so they don't want to accept, ex, uh, accept that their gender experience uh, isn't the only one. Right. Like they don't want to accept that a gender experience could exist beyond the one that they have. Um, it's ridiculous. Um, they don't 
have any training. They don't have any background in any of this. There's, there's not, none of this is actually based on medical advice or science or no. um, any kind of research. It's all coming from a place of malice, um, of hatred, of ignorance, um, of a combination of that. And mostly they're just repeating propaganda from those right wing social media accounts yeah. uh, because that's what's happening on Tucker Carlson. Mm. Like talking points from those accounts are making its way to Tucker Carlson or to, to um, you know, there were a couple other examples in these articles um, of the ways that these things are spreading yeah. um, beyond just what's happening on social media. Um, so they're just repeating these talking points. They're not actually learning anything. They're not listening to trans folks. It's all just legislative and policy-based violence against a group of people that they choose to hate. Yeah, that's that's so sad. I mean, you're right. It's only April. It's only April. And there's yeah. that many bills out here um, on the docket in all these places, all these states across the country. I mean, mm -hmm. that's, it's, it's sickening. It's yeah. really the word as you were talking. And uh, it's only, I mean, emotion with 44 states, it's way easier to list the six that haven't proposed right. any legislation. Oh my goodness. Right. That's a good so, point too. Yeah, yeah. 44 states. My goodness. Um, all right. Well, let's, let's transition here. Um, let's, let's, shift our conversation over to application, right? And let's talk about sort of how we're going to connect the dots between what we read, what we've learned through all of these pieces that we got to take in for the, for this episode um, and, and, and connect it to our daily lives and the work we want to do and need to do. Um, you know, uh, we talk about this often here on this podcast, um, but I think we have to recognize and name what is truly the point behind this kind of legislation and rhetoric, right? Yeah. Like, you know, these bills that are being proposed in all of these states across the country, um, they're all truly centered around dehumanizing people, right? And and centered around hate and malice and mm -hmm. all that and ignorance that you talked about, right? Plain and simple. And so one of the quotes that um, I, you know, electronically highlighted over and over again um, was in the New Republic piece. Um, and I think it's just sort of spot on the application for me. So Toriatin says this, quote, bills such as the latest Florida measure make it clear that Republicans don't really want to protect children. They want to erase LGBTQ plus people from public life. Gender affirming care decreases the amount of depression and anxiety that trans people and non-binary non teenagers feel, and it makes them less likely to consider suicide. Instead, lawmakers are criminalizing LGBTQ plus people of all ages and putting them at risk of real harm, right? And so, you know, we have to see this for what it actually is, right? And to name what it is and to, to you know, to be able to and to fight against it. So yeah. I, I appreciated that quote. It connects to so much of what we've talked about. Um, and it's it's upsetting. Yeah. 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 My um, application is similar, I think. Um, it's a quote from Harry Seaton, who works at the ACLU of Tennessee. Okay. Um, so Harry was talking about um, the Tennessee legislation, um, that we mentioned, uh, and they said, it's this subtle and sinister way to further criminalize just being trans. Mm. Um, so, um, you know, this is the Tennessee law that outlaws drag performance. Right. Um, I think this concept of criminalizing people is, is what is important yes. from, from that. Yes. Um, we have to recognize the ways that 
trans people are being criminalized because it won't stop there. Yes. Um, it didn't there start it here either. Yes. Um, as we think about the ways that necropolitics works mm -hmm. to bring it back. There it is. Um, the state choosing who gets to live and who gets to die based on policy decisions um, like this, I think are, it's important for us to know. It's important for us to recognize. Um, and it's part of that is choosing who gets to be criminalized, yeah. right? And so there's a long history of criminalizing people in the United States, uh, and this is connected to all of that. Um, and so these right-wing legislators are going to keep proposing whatever it is they think they can get away with, it, uh, and we have to tell them that they can't yes, get away with it. absolutely. Uh, and however we think we need to tell them that. Yeah. I... I love when our applications are connected. I also appreciate you continue to get gold stars because you're connecting <laughs> weeks together Thanks. here. Uh, I appreciate that. But you're right. Like this idea of what Harry said, just further criminalizing trans folk, just being trans, like criminalizing mm -hmm. people for just living their lives right. um, is, is the application, is the core of what's happening here. Mm -hmm. uh, and you're right. There's a long history of that in this country. And we've talked about it for many folks, right? Yep. Many populations of folks here. So um, good stuff there. Um, well, in terms of homework, uh, what do we want to do when we get up and walk away from this table today? Um, I, I, I'm so glad you found this trans track legislation. That was going to be my my homework. I, I, I think it's so important that we get a good sense and a good grasp on all of the places where this kind of legislation is happening. Mm -hmm. um, and, and being proposed and replicated in states across the country. Um, and I want to figure out sort of what I can do to share that with the people in my life, make sure that folks know what's going on, how they can join in the work that's happening to sort of fight against it. Um, I also want to, and I don't know if, I don't know if the trans track legislator does the uh, uh, tracker does this um, or if there are other places I can look, but I want to know what entities, what organizations are out there doing work to push back against this legislation, mm. right? Sort of legally in the streets, organizing work, whatever it might be. I'm going to figure out ways that I can support them with my time, my money, <laughs> both. So um, we have to know yeah. what's going on and where it's happening and, and, and how to stop it and how to su support the work against it. So yeah, um, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. How about you? Yeah. Um, I'm, my, my homework is, is I think aligned there too. Okay. Um, the anti-trans tracker I mentioned earlier is tracktranslegislation.com. Good. Um, and it's, you, it pops up, there's a map, you can click on a state um, and sort of uh, zoom in, so to speak, on the things that are happening in that particular state. Okay. Um, and there are different, there's a color coded. So it'll say bills pending, bills signed into law, bills prevented from advancing, or Ooh. no bills. So um, yeah, there. That's, that's the kind of categories they have in terms of the track, how they're tracking, tracking them, um, yeah. the act, actual status of them. Yes. Um, so it says on the on the chart, if you scroll down, introduced, passed, signed, enacted, passed, crossed over, um, passed, I don't, you know. So some of these things, I don't know what that, I don't know what crossed over means. Yeah, it's probably um, from like a like a different chamber to a different committee, chamber or a yeah. committee to a, something, yeah, right? Um, yeah. yeah my, so um, there's all that. And then they actually have links to the legislation that tell you the state, they tell you the date that the the uh, it was introduced uh, in the bill number. So, oh, that's incredible. March thirty okay. first, twenty twenty three, in Louisiana, HB four sixty three uh, was introduced. Um, 
and it is about healthcare. So they have a bill type, like a little category yep. sort of about what it, what it is. Wow. Um, and then you can click further into that and look more into what, um, what that actually means. Yeah. Um, good, good, good. Okay. Thanks yeah. for sharing that. Mm -hmm. Um, so the, there's that. Um, I want to look specifically at the things that are happening in Maryland. Yes. Um, we have one bill. I was going to say, I'm guessing we're not one of those six states, unfortunately. No, we have one bill that was introduced um, back in January. Okay. Um, of this and, year. Yeah. And okay. has, nothing has happened with it. Okay. Um, and it's about youth athletics. Oh, um, so I would like to look more into that. I think that that might be out of date. I vaguely recall seeing some things being introduced recently. Okay. So I don't know how quickly this um, is updated for every state. Um, I mean, that Louisiana thing was from the other day. Right. Um, but I don't know when the last time they looked at Maryland was. Because I think there's a little bit more happening than this bill from January 26th. Okay. So I would like to look into what's happening in Maryland get an idea of who's supporting that, who's proposing that, and then being somebody who lives in this state, yes. reaching out to them and exactly. reaching out to their office and letting them know that it's not um, acceptable and that they need to stop it. Um, they need here. to withdraw. They need to, they need to, to do anything else um, because none of this is going to be helpful. Um, no. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, I think some other homework is, finding ways, like you said, there are organizations that are fighting against this stuff. Mm -hmm. There are also organizations that are um, promoting positive legislation that would protect, like ah. sort of codify trans rights. Yes. Uh, and Good. so that would also be um, an added element to homework um, for us here, but for anybody listening to like checking out what's happening in your state and how you can support sort of the pro uh, progressive movement towards um, rights being codified for people. Absolutely. I love that. Very yeah. good. All right. So we got a lot of ho good homework to do, really yeah. important homework to do here. I yeah. love it. Um, all right, my friend, you are up next time yeah. in our next episode. What are you bringing to the table? Yeah, um, I'm bringing a toolkit called In Our Own Hands. Okay. Um, it's by Rania L. Mugamar. Um, and it's all about talking to children about abolition and transformative justice. Ooh. So it includes some activities um, that have questions about reconsidering police and prisons, uh, punishment versus consequences, uh, community safety, and more. Uh, there's a lot of great stuff in here to talk about. Uh, and while yeah. it, it's geared toward and right, specifically made for kids yeah. and for adults to have conversations with kids to introduce these topics to children, um, it seems like it'd be great for some of the grownups in our lives, too, um, just <laughs> yes. as, as a... Um, an entryway into yes. how do we, how do you begin that conversation? I think that's what um, this person who created it has in mind. I love um, that. For that. So um, I haven't read through a ton of it yet, but I've, I've, I've gotten started with it and it's really, um, I think a really great toolkit. So I'm excited to talk about it. I'm excited to read it and check it out. That's awesome. Yeah. I think, you know, yeah, speaking about just the people in this room, you and I believe in this wholeheartedly. Yeah. Um, so any, additional resources that we can have to talk about it with all of the people in our lives, mm -hmm. um, but especially the little ones that we care about. Um, I'm all for it. So thanks for finding that and bringing it. Very yeah. good. All right. Well, with that, we want to thank you for joining us today and for listening to Interdependent Study. You know what I'm going to ask you to do here, but in case you forgot, please follow, leave a rating and review, share our podcast with everyone you know, follow us on the socials, sign up for our email list to get notified about any new things we've got going on behind the scenes. Yes. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, it's not about us, but it is about us. 
We'll talk to you next week. 